0: Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Fathers, I just want to say that I am so proud of all the fathers. How many say amen? Let's give a hand to the fathers. And... I just want to say that you're in the best place that you can be, especially on Father's Day, right? Together with the children, together with the wife, together with the family, right? Celebrating Father's Day and in church to receive God's blessing and God's direction, okay? Because that's what it's all about. And I think I'm going to end up using a hand mic. Help me, somebody. (laughs) All right. How do we turn this one off here? Is it? Okay, good. I'm, okay, thank you. All right, so we're in the we're in we're in the right place. Um, just so you just so you know, um, my my lovely wife, Angie. Angie, just stand up for a minute, real quick. Nothing else. Look at that. Look at that. Look at what gave. But God gave me my lovely wife. We never had babies. It just didn't happen. You know what I mean? And I had her checked out three times, and it turned out that it wasn't her. The problem was me. Okay. But we have many spiritual children uh, over a long time in the Lord and a long time in the ministry. I received the Lord in 1974, and pretty soon after that, we were ministering and all that. So... It's a blessing to have all the fathers here on Father's Day. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff that has to do with, with, uh, with being a father. And um, I want to I wanna just communicate, you know, my heart, God's heart to all the fathers today. So I want to start with a, with a word of prayer, okay? Heavenly Father, we just come before you and we, we ask you, Lord, to... Just open our minds and our hearts. We thank you for this day where fatherhood is celebrated. And Lord, we just want to get it right, Lord. We want to get it right. We want to get it in the way that you've planned it and the way that you wanted this to be. Praise your holy name, Lord. Uh, Speak to us, open our minds, take away all distractions. Lord, you take over. May your Holy Spirit speak to all of us today. Amen. Uh, May we come out of here uh, enriched and fed and better because of our exposure to your word. Lord, just help us to serve you, to submit to you, to obey your word, Lord. And we just thank you for our salvation, for your goodness, for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Well, okay, so here at Spring of Life Fellowship, we have something. We, we believe and we understand that God made men to be champions. How many say Amen. God made men to be champions. Okay, in the book of Genesis, I know you've heard this, it says that man was created in God's likeness, image and likeness. That means we we kind of look somewhat like God in certain ways. We look somewhat like God. There are things about us that are somewhat like God. God made us to be champions, okay? He had a plan, and his plan was good. What he wanted to do with us was good. But here's the problem. The world is in bad shape because there are many, many, many fathers who, unfortunately, for one reason or another, are not living to be champions for God. But a lot of them don't even know what's going on. A lot of men don't even know, and there's reasons for that, okay? A very important uh, mission that we have here at Spring of Life Fellowship is that we want to inspire men, right? We want to inspire men. We want to educate men, prepare men so that they can be champions for God, right? So that's why we get that thing, let's change the world, okay? Because, you know, a lot of people laugh at this, but we believe that the word of God can change the world. We believe that the word of God is God speaking to us. And when this word is, is heard and taken into the heart and lived, it can change things. We believe that when fathers uh, uh, obey the word of God, when they take this seriously, then they will give that legacy to their children. And bringing that legacy to their children will change the world radically. How many say amen? Okay. I'm going to include a few things about my own testimony, okay? My testimony is my testimony. Your testimony is your testimony. We all have a different testimony, okay? So nobody is suffering anything that somebody else isn't suffering. If you've been through stuff, somebody else has been through stuff. Somebody else has been through stuff maybe worse than what you've been through. Look at this. My dad never knew his father. How about that? That's hard to imagine because we see a lot of divorces and stuff like that. My dad never, ever knew his father, didn't know his name, didn't know what he looked like. Maybe he might have known his name, didn't know what he looked like, didn't know what, what kind of a person he was. Okay, so he never received from his father the love and the biblical direction that he would have needed to then be able to pass that down to his children. Never had it. Never had it, so he was not able to pass that down. That becomes a generational problem. Okay? It goes from generation to generation. Here it is. There is one truth, the Word of God. Everybody needs that truth. So if somebody doesn't get that truth, what happens? They're going to be messed up. It's just like if you have a sickness and you do not get the medicine, you're going to be sick. And there's an interruption there in passing the word down. And fathers cannot give what they don't receive. The the problem goes on for generations and generations. My situation. I had a hard time talking to my dad. In Puerto Rico, they used the word I don't know what the heck that is. But I think it means he was uh, difficult. He had issues, Okay, Uh, My dad would scream, punch the table, and everything had to be the way that he saw it. And she got to meet him. She knew him. I eventually had to stop trying to talk to him. It was a lost cause. It just didn't work. Had bad communication with my dad. I didn't want to. But I ended up having to reach out in other places for understanding, for uh, love, and for affirmation. Because the communication wasn't good between him and I. That broke my heart. Why? Because I loved my father. Children love their fathers. How many say amen? Amen. Children automatically, it's like it's in there. Children love their parents. But what happens when there is no communication, the big one, when they start seeing things are not right with dad or with mom or in our home, when kids start seeing that, that begins to affect them. They get disillusioned. Children become disillusioned. They start losing hope. They can get insecure. They can become very fearful. All kinds of stuff happens. I love my dad. I wanted him and me to be buddies. I wanted to sit down and talk things through with him. But I couldn't. He had his issues. He had his problems. He wasn't a bad man. Always faithful to my mom all his life. She may have been the only woman he ever had. Well, not exactly, but in in that sense, in that sense, at that level, you'll understand that in a minute. In that faithfulness, he gave my brother and I, I had one little brother, he gave my brother and I a good example because he was faithful all his life. My father and my mother both worked very hard so that my brother and I could get the best education that we could possibly get, and so that we could literally have everything that we ever needed. They took care of business. They just didn't get along. And I remember one day hearing as a kid, I heard, because kids pick up everything. Isn't that right? Like, we're like a little sponge at that time. And I heard them talking one time, because they used to argue and fight a lot. And one time, they made a little deal, okay, okay, look, we'll stay together for the kids. We don't really get along. This is not really working out well, but we're going to stay together for the kids. I remember hearing that conversation, and you know what I thought at the time? I thought, I think I'm the problem. That Children do that. That happens. I thought that I was the reason why they were miserable, you know. But they stayed together, and I think it was noble of them to do that. Because, man, they were like cats and dogs. They didn't get along very well at all. You know, that's incredible. Okay, so uh, uh, my, my mother and father never separated, though they were totally not compatible. He loved her in his own way. He loved her in his own way. But he mistreated her. He mistreated her. He didn't know anything else. You can't give what you don't have. You can't bring forward what you didn't get. He didn't know anything else. Why? No one can give what they haven't gotten. So we all complain about our childhood and all the stuff that was wrong, and everybody gets boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo We got to be careful not to use that as an excuse. Because you know what? No home is perfect. No marriage is perfect. Everybody goes through stuff. We all do. Welcome to the club. That's normal. That's normal. So we need to be able to deal with these things and then move forward. You know, stop feeling sorry for ourselves. So as I said before, my dad never do his dad. And my dad... Never went further than third grade. Third grade. Puerto Rico, right? And um, he never went through third grade, but he was feisty. We had the Encyclopedia Britannica. That was like his prized possession. And we would get the yearbook every year. There was no internet at that time, you know? And he would read about everything. He could talk to you about anything, you know? So he, he didn't have much education, but... He, he learned how to play the guitar by himself. He was handy with his hands. And he was kind of self-educated. And he used to like to sit down and philosophize and all that kind of stuff. And when I got saved, he got mad because he thought I was stupid, you know, because that's not for smart people, getting into that stuff. You know, never went beyond the third grade. OK, now watch this. While my dad's little friends were playing baseball in their backyards, right? Little Fico, that was, that, was, that was his nickname, Fico. His name was Pacifico, which means peaceful, and that is not what he was. He was not peaceful, but his name was Pacifico Maldonado, badly given. I, I have a weird name, right? Little Fico spent his days as a child over in the company of the prostitutes in the house of prostitution that was across the street from their house in Puerto Rico. That's where he hung out. As a child, where he couldn't understand what the things that were going on, much less could he process the things that were going on around him. But that was his daily bread. Raised in the company of prostitutes, you know? He grew up with no respect for women. And as an adult later on, he just couldn't be um, loving with my mom or with me or my brother because in that atmosphere, you have to be a man's man and you have to be a macho man. So... There was no hugging, there was no caressing, there was none of that stuff. Just screaming and punching on the table, carrying on. He mistreated her because that's what he learned from what was happening around him. Okay, we have a psychiatrist here. The formative years, right? Amen. In the years when when we're young, there's these years when we are formed by what happens around us. Okay, why am I talking this? I'm, this is Father's Day, right? Fathers, I'm trying to have you understand and see stuff because you know you probably think, well, I'm living my life. You know, I gotta. You know, I gotta. Well, there's certain realities here. You know, the minute that we, the minute that, that we get involved with, you know, I have a child, that child needs to be raised, and this is critical stuff because this could be the happiness or the destruction. Of, of these children, like forever. Okay. Now, uh, let's go to God's word for a second. I'm going to go to 1 Peter 3, 7. And um, I, I like to use a simple version of the, God, of the word. Because when you talk to me and all those these and thous, I get totally lost. I don't know about you. So this is a very simple version, so we can understand it all. 1 Peter 3, 7. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Okay. That word honor, what does that sound like? Honor. Treat our wives with honor. You know, it's not, shut up and do the dishes. Honor. I have to honor her. Understanding. Took me a while. I was already Christian when I got married, but I really didn't understand it. But after a while, the Lord showed me, I need to be the way I am. I need to be me. How many men say that, right? I need to be me. Well, you know what? She needs to be her. And I like tools and cars. And she likes these little things, you know, that when I walk by, they fall down and they break. You know what I mean? Like, she's different from me. And, 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 and stuff that they hang on the wall and they like to decorate the bathroom, you know, stuff like that, you know. So, I go to the bathroom, to go to the bathroom, you know. All right, all right. But understanding, we need to understand she has every right to be her, to be a woman, to be a feminine, beautiful woman. The queen that the Lord has given me and the sisters say, amen. amen. There you go, right? We need to understand that. And then the the last part of this verse says, treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Are you praying, men? Are you praying for, for whatever? You want God to hear you? You better do the right thing. That's what it says here. I'm not making this up. That's what it says here. And it has to do with our relationship to our wife, with our children, our family, our home. Now, having grown up with my father, me, I grew up with my father. I don't know if this has happened to anybody here, but, you know, I saw good things in my dad and I saw bad things in my dad. You know, what what, what I thought were good things and what I thought were bad things. But you know what? Later on in life, I found out that some of the stuff that I thought was bad was in me. Without me realizing it, I was acting like my father. So, if Jesus Christ had not come to my life, I am totally sure that I would be treating my wife now the way he treated my mother. Okay? Now, why? Because I'm going to tell you why. Children can't help it. Children cannot avoid it. We are formed when we are children and we become who we're going to be forever. Okay? Now, of course, Jesus comes in; he can break all that. But what happens to your kids? What they're seeing in you, what they're getting from you, is forming them. I'll never forget. This is kind of uh, uh, sometimes I get like too much information, but but uh, you know I'm in the music business, so I was with a ministry. I was with Nikki Cruz's ministry. And a guy came to play the congas, and his name, his nickname was Rey Tribulacion. He had issues, that guy, you know. And we were working with him because he wanted to, you know. And I'll never forget. One day, I don't know what we were doing. I'm sure it was like, you know, just privately here, you know, uh, me with the musicians. I belched. You know, I burped. I would give you an example, but that would be gross. No. I burped. And then we were at a dinner with Nikki. And we were in this town. And the people, the important people of the town that did the crusade were all sitting there at the table, and the music people were there. And Rey in the middle of the conversation. He burped, and God spoke to me <laughs> that he's doing what he saw me do, you know, and it was something really simple, and I really, I really got that point, so what am I trying to say, like, okay, you know, we, we, as in a ministry, we deal with spiritual children. And this situation is very similar. But fathers, on Father's Day, fathers have children. And they are going to be moved by your example, okay? What we pick up from the lives of our parents, that's what's going to form us. What we pick up from their lives, not from what they say. Because unfortunately, a lot of times what people say is not the same thing that they live. But the, people, the kids will pick up what you're really living you know what I mean? And they're hearing when you're not thinking that they're hearing. And they're seeing when you're thinking that they're not seeing. They're seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly. How many say amen? That's how it is. Now, let's took it to, real quick, two, because, man, okay. We got, okay, I'm going to look at two scriptures that talk to us, that speak to men, that it's so down to earth and so matter of fact. Let's start off with um, a scripture here that Moses repeats this to the people of God. In other words, he had laid this whole thing out to them. He had spoken this before, but now they're about to enter into the promised land. And so before they enter, this is so important that he hits them with this again. Okay? This is from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, we're in chapter 11, verses 18 to 21. Just so you know, Deuteronomy means the law for the second time. That's what that weird word means. It means the law for the second time. It had all been laid out before, but Deuteronomy is laying it out, the most important points, just before they go into the promised land. Now check this out. You ever see um, a commercial? Will they say, absolutely free, absolutely free, absolutely free. Why? Because repetition, you know what I mean? Repetition gets into people's minds. Check this out. Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21. So, commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Listen up. Get into this. Make this a part of you. Wholeheartedly. Put your whole heart into this. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home. Talk about them when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that... As long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Okay? Doesn't that sound almost like a car commercial? You know what I mean? Over and over and over and over again. Tie it on your hands. Make a tattoo on your head. Talk about it in the car. Talk about it at the dinner table. Talk about, in other words, this stuff needs to be a major part of, of our family life. Father's Day, talking to fathers, okay? What we want is for you to have the good information so that your home can be together and in order. Okay, now this next one, don't get mad at me. This is, this is from the Bible. Ephesians 6, 4. <sighs> fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Um, I always, every time I read this, I think of one example. So, there's three ladies, and they're gabbing, and they're having a wonderful time. They're drinking coffee and catching up and talking. Meanwhile, there's some kids that belong to those ladies, and they are... Tearing up the house, doing a bunch of crazy stuff for like a couple of hours, and every boy, and once in a while, you know, mom will say, "Hey, you know, like, hey, quiet!" But they're jabbing away and they're having a wonderful time. Then all of a sudden, after a couple of hours go by, one of those moms goes, and all, now she goes over there and it's a whole thing, right? So. This little kid is like, hey, we were having a great time for a couple of hours and everything was cool. What happened here? Why is she getting so crazy now all of a sudden? This happens all the time. This happens all the time. Okay. We are the parents. Those are the children. You know, we have a schnauzer named Melody. Little black thing. She's a doll, but she's feisty and she's crazy. So she does her thing in the lanai, you know. And so I don't know why, but they call that thing a pamper. It's not a pamper, it's not on her, but it's where she goes. And then she'll let us know she wants to go. She goes out there. And you know how they do? They go around and around and around. Then she'll go on the thing, and then all of a sudden, she'll go next to the thing over here, and she'll do her thing. And then Angie has to get the squishy, the ding, the mob, the ba bing and clean it all up. And I tell her, you need to go out there whenever she goes out and stand by her. And when she looks like she's going to the wrong place, no, over here. Okay, now, over here. And have you ever seen those trained animals on YouTube? If you train them, they will learn. My father used to say that animals are much, much smarter than people, you know? Sometimes it looks that way. I don't know if it's that the animals are smarter or that the people are not so smart, you know? We need to raise up and teach and discipline our our children with consistency. Right? You got to be consistent. They are going to test you. They want to get away with everything they can get away with, and they think they're much smarter than mommy and daddy both. So who's the boss here? You know, who's the boss here? It's a responsibility that we have. The ladies are having a great time talking, but you gotta tend to that to, the, to that kid, to those kids, in a consistent manner. Because by letting them do whatever the heck they wanted for two hours, you're sending the wrong message. It seems like it's okay. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'm not a psychiatrist. You know. Be consistent and correct and discipline, discipline your children in God's word and with God's wisdom. You know what I say? I pray a lot because I don't have, I don't have carnal children, but I have spiritual children. I pray, Lord, give me the grace that when I express this, when I bring this to the table, Give me the grace that this person will understand it and that they will be able to receive it. I don't want to be the reason why they won't receive it. I don't want to do anything or say anything that would make the message not come through. Okay, and now forgive me, but here's the other part of this, of this message, of this scripture. Don't be a hypocrite. I'm getting like the pastor here, right? (laughs) Don't be a hypocrite. Children see through you. They see everything. They know what's going on. They're little people. They see. When they see that you don't live what you preach, when they see that you don't live what you preach, they are going to lose respect for you. That's it. Take it or leave it. You might like it, you might not like it. Because we get into no, they have to do it because I said so. You can push that all you want. But that can create a resentment. That can create a resentment and a negative thing that oof, when that thing explodes, you never know. They'll lose respect for you. They'll run from you. They'll run from the Lord. They'll run from the brethren. And they'll run from the church because the whole thing becomes a whole phony bunch of baloney. They're all talking stuff that they're not living. Starting with my mom and my dad. And they're pushing it on me and they're spanking me and they're beating me up and then they're doing something else. Don't be a hypocrite. I think if you're not going to live it, don't push it on them. If you're not going to live it, don't push it on them. So, you know, we are in the presence of God and we have a big responsibility because what what you do is a reflection. When they look at you, it's a mirror. It's going to form them. All right, so I read an article that said that, oh my God, Almost my time is up. Um, I read an article that said that Hallmark Company gives green cards for free to prisoners on Mother's Day and Father's Day. Prisoners, Mother's Day and Father's Day. On Mother's Day, it's like there's never enough cards. They all go. They all go. They they do them and they send them out. Father's Day, they use a tiny fraction of what gets used on Mother's Day. And then you wonder, okay, why is that? Well, We have a single mother uh, epidemic. How many say amen, huh? Maybe those kids never had their father around. My dad never met his father. I don't know what's worse, because a lot of times kids do meet their father. They know their father, and then at one point the father totally disappears. You know, what does that do to a kid? What does that do to a kid? When the guy's there in jail, does he want to send his father a Father's Day card? You know, my, my dad was pretty good. You know, my dad never left my mom, was never unfaithful, but I had resentments. I had stuff against him. <coughs> Excuse me. Amen. Or was it that maybe those fathers gave those guys who were in jail a bad example Bad example. Maybe they were never around. Maybe they were around. But the kid was seeing like, oh, what is this? Who's this guy? What is he doing? Bad example. And the other thing is this. Maybe all that stuff added up to the reason why that guy is now in jail. Huh? It all adds up. And it forms their lives. This is very sad. We all know that we have a lot of single moms, two, three, four kids working their buns off, send them to college and have them graduate from college. How many give a hand to all those single moms, huh? (laughs) Praise the Lord. They're doing it. What is it? The man is a little plane with one propeller, and she is the Starship Enterprise. They can do it. They were made to be our perfect helper. Perfect helper. But she wants a man that she can lean on, a real man, right? The, the fathers of those kids that she helped graduate from the university, from college, they're not around. They're not then. They're not there. You know what we call them in this ministry? Clown men. Clowns, looking good, having fun with their friends. Yeah, flashy car, blah, blah, blah. A lot of time they make a lot of money, do a lot of stuff. But they have a mess, a mess at home. That's sad what's going on. Real quick. Mary Magdalene. Jesus said something to Mary Magdalene that should give us all a lot of hope. That was John twenty seventeen. We all heard that verse, but we, hear, we think about one side of it, but it's the last part of it that's important. She says, do not cling to me. You know, don't hang on to me. I haven't gone up to see the Father as yet. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending. I'm going up to my Father and your Father and my God, and your God. Okay? In other words, by what Jesus did, we have a Father, and we have a God. We were totally lost before that. But thanks to the work of Jesus, we have something tremendous in our salvation and our possibility to have a relationship with our God. Okay? And uh, i got a whole bunch of other stuff here, but I'm going to have to get to the point real quick. I want to do now. Can I get a little music, please? I want to do now a quick, uh, we call an altar call. In other words, um, the young lady that spoke before, uh, when we were starting the service, kind of stole a little piece of where I was going. In other words, God wants to be your father. Something that I felt when I was preparing for this. God wants to be. Your personal heavenly father. Think about that. Your personal heavenly father. Because you know, sometimes before we say we think, oh, God's busy with so many problems in the world. He can't no, 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 no. He wants to be your personal heavenly father. Your personal heavenly father. So really to conclude this, to get it to where it has to be. Men, fathers, we need to stand up. God made you to be a champion. That's that's his purpose. That's his plan. I want to pray. And whoever feels this way, just pray with me. Pray with me that God would help you, that God would help me to be the man that he created me to be. Hello. Hello. Right? You know, and what do we all think? Yeah, but you know, you know what happens? Guys, we have a mask, you know, strong face, blah, blah, blah. But really, our knees our knees are going, you know. We've been taught that you don't cry, you don't show emotion, all that kind of stuff. But we need to, to face life, and it's not easy. It's not easy, okay. But what am I telling you today? What did, what did, what did, what did he tell Mary Magdalene? Your father, your God. God wants to be your personal heavenly father. All that's necessary is that you open the door to your heart and you let him come in. He wants to bless you. He wants you he wants to take you under his wing and he wants to make you the father that your children need. Okay? So pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you this day This Father's Day. Thank you that I'm here today. And Lord, I just want to ask you to enter my heart, to enter my life. I need your Holy Spirit, Lord. I can't do this on my own. I know that. I know that I'm imperfect. I see all the stuff that's wrong with me. And that's why I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart, to come into my life. Help me to be the Father that I want to be, that I need to be. Help me to surrender to you. Help me to learn your word. Help me to obey your word. I know that's what you want to do. I know that's where you want to take me. And I give you my heart. And I open the door. And I let you in. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for this service today. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to celebrate Father's Day and celebrate fathers. I just present to you the whole congregation, marriages, families, husbands, wives, and children, and ask that your blessing would be upon this house, Lord, as it has been since the beginning, as it has been in the past, it is today, and it will be in the future, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the vision that you've brought to this house, Lord, to change the world, By bringing forth your world, bringing forth your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for speaking to us today in Jesus' name. And the people said, Amen. We are dismissed. Greet each other in the love of the Lord. God bless you all.